You're listening to Podcasting Paradigms with David Truss, Donna Fry, Mark W. Carbone, and Lisa Neely. This was recorded in April of 2015 at the OTKR K-12, On the Rise K-12 conference, where I was invited to the suburbs of Toronto to speak as a spotlight speaker. Uh, And I had the opportunity to sit down with Donna, Mark, and Lisa and talk about OSAMUK. OSAMUK stands for the... Ontario School and System Leaders EdTech MOOC, and a MOOC is a massive open online course. Unfortunately, according to the website, Awesome MOOC is no longer funded by the Ontario Ministry of Education and therefore is no longer maintained by the OSAP PAC. That said, it's an amazing resource at awesomemook.wordpress.com to take a look at, and the things that we talk about in the way that we use communities like this in order to engage people and get them active and involved in participating is, I think, a really key uh, point for why this, even though it was recorded two and a half years ago, is still very, very relevant. I loved near the end where uh, Donna talks about being a connected learner involves being connecting, collaborating, curating, and then actually creating and creating the content that's out there. So, Without any further ado, please enjoy the conversation that we had at OTKR K-12 in April 2015. Okay, I'm sitting with Lisa Neely, Donna Fry, and Mark Carbone. Carbone. I saw the W and it threw me. (laughs) So Mark W. Carbone. Um, There you go. What's the W stand for? Wesley. Wesley, yeah, that, that completely threw me when I looked down at your name and saw the W. Um, He's not the same guy. <laughs> He's yeah. an imposter. <laughs> yeah, girl beard, you're an instant Mark Carbon. Exactly. And uh, the, anyway, I'm here to talk with them about Awesomeook and would love for Donna to get us started. All right, so I think the first thing to tell you about Awesome is our motto, and our motto is connected learners need connected leaders. And the whole idea behind Awesome MOOC is that we want to provide an opportunity for school and system leaders in Ontario to learn how to become better connected and learn from each other. And it started out as a project of OSAPAC, which is a committee sort of external to the government here in Ontario that helps make decisions around the kinds of software that are best for uh, Ontario learners. We've taken a little bit of a departure from our usual um, mandate in that we recognize that recommending tools isn't enough anymore in Ontario, that we really need to start looking at what kinds of supports we need to provide educators in using those tools. So the Ministry of Education uh, asked us to come up with some way to address the needs of school and system leaders, and they gave us a number of things to consider when we were coming up with a solution for that. So I'm just going to read them to you because I just want to make sure I don't forget any of them. So they wanted something that promotes the development of connections and connected learning. That was the the big piece because we know from the work that Fullen has done that when a system goes from great to excellent, we need to learn from each other. We need to learn from our peers and we can't do that unless we're connected. It needs to enable self-directed learning. It needs to respect the limitations of time and we all know that school and system leaders already have big issues around the workload and the amount of time that they're already spending on so many other priorities. 
It has to allow for all levels of readiness, so there needs to be multiple entry points. It has to support a variety of learner interests. It has to consider all learning preferences. It has to provide numerous entry points and encourage choice. So that's a really long list, but it's not that different from classrooms. When we think about it, it's really not that different from what we ask teachers to do every day. So we knew that it was possible to do that. So after a lot of kind of thinking and chatting in the OSPAC team, we thought of doing a constructivist MOOC because that just seemed to be working in other places. We know that Saskatchewan has had a lot of success with using constructivist MOOCs and we've been part of those MOOCs and learned from those MOOCs. But we didn't want it to have a start and an end because that didn't make sense. It didn't really meet the requirements around having lots of entry points. And so we decided to redefine the C in MOOC as community. So how could we just build a big community of learners? And we know that um, two of the key um, necessary things to have in place for things to be able to be supported and adapted and adopted and move forward is that they need to be really, really simple the easy button that Marx talks about button. all the time, the Absolutely. easy button, and very, very reliable. It has to work and it has to be easy. And we hear time and time again that school and system leaders and almost anyone using technology gets stuck with passwords. They don't need another place that requires a password. So we were really committed to this being driven by one website with no passwords and being completely open. We needed to have one place where they could find absolutely everything that they needed. So then we had to think about what it was that, that they needed. Um, and one thing we really wanted to promote was the fact that there are already quite a large number of connected school and system leaders in Ontario that are doing, who are doing really, really great work. So the first thing that we did was we posted links to the blogs of every school and system leader that we knew of in Ontario. So instantly by going to the Austin Mook site, you could read what's happening with other school and system leaders in the province. So that was a, a really great resource. Then we also made the opportunity for other um, leaders, because we're not using leaders as a formal title. Anyone who is a connected learner is leading the way and leading learning. Um, we offered them the opportunity to join. We, we wanted to stay away from membership, because membership is a commitment, and we wanted this to be something that was available all the time to people, whether they, were join, you know, whether they joined or didn't join. It wasn't a membership kind of thing. We just wanted it to be very open. But by joining, um, we gave people the opportunity to receive emails from us, so we collected their email address, we collected the address of their blog, we collected their Twitter feed, so it was a way for us to push out information to those who really wanted to receive that. Um, so that way we collected, I think we're up to about 50 different teacher blogs uh, and other educator blogs around the province. And so we have, I think at this point, 80 blogs li linked um, on the Awesome Week site, so even just the value of going to the site and being able to read what's happening around the province from all of the active bloggers is really valuable. Then we had to start to think about the kinds of act activities we were going to do to, to um, assist learners and we really had to focus on that variety of learner interests, a variety of learning preferences, um, respecting uh, time restrictions and all of that. So one of our key events is that every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern 
um, we have a deep discussion about some issue. And the issues are driven by the feedback that we get. We have a page on the blog that allows people to give feedback about the kinds of things that they want to learn about. And that drives our thinking about what kinds of conversations to have. And as much as possible, we try to bring in guest speakers. So we find pockets of excellence in the province and we bring those people in to share what they're doing. We usually ask them to speak about what they're doing for about half an hour and then we have for about a half an hour of, of deep discussion. So we've done uh, a month on digital citizenship, we did a book study around digital citizenship, we've done lots of work around project-based learning, um, Google Apps for Education for administrators, um, more recently we just had a cross-panel group come in and talk about the work they've done. Um, without the children ever meeting face-to-face, -face, a grade 10 class and a grade 5, grade 4 class, did some amazing work together um, just by connecting remotely and, and mentoring each other. So we we're listening to those kinds of projects that are going around the province and asking more questions about that sort of thing. Pulling in people from outside of Ontario. So uh, Darren Kirpato has come in and done some work with us around um, digital storytelling. Uh, Ron Canuel is coming in next week to next talk week. about courage and leadership. Um, so really just trying to pull in all of the resources we can find and some really generous people who come in and share an hour with us on Tuesday nights. So that's kind of the anchor piece. And then we've tried to do a number of projects. Um, in April of last year we did a collective blog. So we promoted the idea of posting a blog post on our site and helped um, school system leaders across Ontario get ready to perhaps post their first um, blog post. And so we helped them with the editing. We took away the need for any kind of technical expertise. We allowed them to just have the opportunity to write. Uh, and they could send us the writing and we would do all of the posting. And to keep it really simple, we wanted them to not be afraid to post their thinking. So we asked the question, what did you learn today? So there's, there's no opinion involved, there's nothing, nothing to criticize, it's just simply one thing that they learned and the opportunity to share that. And that was a huge learning piece for us because it was very challenging to get people to do that. We spent a lot of hours con convincing people that it was okay to post their thinking online. Um, we did manage to fill the days, I think only one person had to go twice and managed to get 30 posts, but we realized that our entry point was a little bit too high at that point. That we really needed to respect the multiple entry points and bring it down a, a little bit. Um, so I'll let you talk about the, the yeah. picture and post, Mark. So, so yeah, and before we get to that, and I hope this is still recording, um, Lisa and I both consider ourselves MOOC, Massive Open Online Course Dropouts, because we, we, we have great enthusiasm, we have we're really happy about it, but then what ends up happening is we run out of time. Uh, and so one of the interesting things, I think, is to hear about, from Mark, uh, moving from course to community. Mm -hmm. And you've you mentioned the easy button a couple times. What's, what are some of the things you've done to make this experience easier? Well, I, I think a couple of things come into play for me, and I'll, I'll maybe just pick up on the exact phrase where Donna left off. This idea of um, the more work we do, the more we recognize that we need to have multiple entry points, that there is no um, one path forward. You don't learn tools in a certain order, you don't connect in a certain order, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you blog first and Twitter later or vice versa, or you do them at the same time, or if you're just an explorer. We've really realized it doesn't matter. Um, it's the value is the continual encouragement of people to actually take that journey, and I think one of our favorite phrases is the idea of finding your online voice. Without 
predetermining what an online voice is. I mean, you might be really comfortable in a couple of areas of social media and less comfortable with others and helping people recognize that's okay. Um, you contribute to the learning in the ways that, that are comfortable for you and you do that while taking your own journey. And I think that piece for us is really important. The other thing is around the whole idea of a community is we wanted to promote the idea that, of course, learning is continual. And so this idea of continuous intake um, participate as you can. If you participate just a little bit or you're in there like a dirty shirt and you come every week, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And so we've really tried to, you know, welcome everybody and encourage uh, participation. I think our buzz phrase is relentless role modeling. And so whether you do a lot or do a little, it's just, you know, stay engaged and and we recognize, too, in, in more of a less, uh, this is the wrong word, but I'll, I'll say trackable, you don't always know who's just maybe reading the Twitter stream or who reads a blog post. Yes. And it might, they might have read just one or two blog posts, but that may have been practice changing for them. And it's hard to track and measure those things. And so... Um, and when we do track it, we call it lurking. And it's like, exactly. we, we need a better word for the... We uh, do, but yeah. the more one of the, I think, really enjoyable sort of feedback things that we get is the more we present, the more we promote, the more we encourage. Now we're starting to get little stories of, oh, the thing you did a few months ago, we're actually using that in my school or in my yeah. school board. And we didn't know about that. We might have heard it forthhand from yeah. a story of a story kind of thing. Yeah. And so we're realizing now that while it is challenging to measure, it is making an impact. There are waves of uh, influence happening from the role modeling, awareness and traction are, are happening in different ways. And I think um, that's what helps drive us drive us forward. So and we're open to new ideas all the time. It's 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 our our journey too. So you know we've taken feedback from people, and now we're. We're offering on our Tuesday nights also internet radio broadcast of the session if you just want to have a cup of tea and listen. Or, you know, we're doing podcasts after and we're recording sessions and putting them up, linking, promoting. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, been a fabulous experience and we only envision this getting bigger, better, more impactful. Last, uh, last year during one of the Tuesday night sessions, one of our, um, one of our regulars, Lindy Henderson from Northwestern Ontario, um, mentioned that she puts her kids to bed and takes 10 minutes at night for tea and Twitter, and that's her professional learning. And we realized that 10 minutes is, is something that almost everybody could spare. And based on that, for the month of November, we offered Couch to Connected. So 10 minutes a day to go from being a completely non-connected leader to being fully connected, going through the whole idea of connecting and collaborating and curating and then creating yourself. And so it's a 30-day program and you can do it in, uh, at any time and you don't have to do it one day after the next, but we always point people to that direction. We say, here's where you can go to learn how to even just use Pinterest in your personal, in your professional learning. Here's where you can go to learn how to find more things online that are of value to you. Here's how you can get a Twitter account or here's how you can be on Twitter and just use 
use it as a library of resources and never actually create an account, just learn from it. And then once you feel really comfortable, here's how you can find your voice online in 10 minutes a day. So that's been really popular. And I was at a literacy event with the ministry last week and we were sitting around the table and three of the teachers said, oh, we're on day four. So there's we, we, we hear these sort of random things where people have started through. Um, there's a school board in Ontario that has decided as a full group of learners, they're going to go together through the 10 days and they're posting each day what what they're learning. And, and uh, so that's part of their creating is sharing back what they're learning through the program. So that brought us down to the point where we could take a completely un connected learner and point them to a place where they could feel like they had something that they could do on their own, in their own time, in just a few minutes a day. Several people have said it takes longer than 10 minutes because they want to spend more time on it, and that's fine because you don't have to do it in 30 days. So, um, so we're hoping that that's a great way to get people started and like I said, we get some feedback that, it, that it's working and uh, some feedback that there are other things we need in there as well, so we'll continue to work on it. One of the other projects that we did uh, in, in June uh, last year was sort of a, a rematch on the collaborative blogging effort. Um, and so we encouraged people to just simply watch social media, whatever tools you use. And uh, our, our project was called a picture in a post. So take a screen capture of a tweet, a Facebook post, a Google Plus message, something, and maybe just share two or three sentences of why that caught your attention or why did it resonate. And so we collected those up. I think in, in retrospect, I still think it was a good idea, but the timing was terrible. We shouldn't have been pestering people to be blogging during June when you're in the, I'm on the 95 yard line and I just yeah. have to get to the end zone. <laughs> so the timing was a little off. I'd almost like to retry that in a little bit different format so. maybe, but because uh, the idea I think was, was interesting. Live and, and learn, right? <laughs> and a comment from the real Neil. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. Lisa? One thing that, um, you know, I've taken away from seeing this project on Plural online is um, a long time ago when I began to become connected, because I consider that I'm, I'm reasonably connected out there as, as a leader and as a principal and as a learner, is... Um, I was always lost and it was hit or miss for me a long time ago. So if you think about that, um, what Asamuk has done is help to chunk in doable, meaningful ways how to become a connected learner, mm -hmm. how to find support, how to ask a question with, I think, that amazing Ontario focus as well which um, you know, I find very um, supportive for me to even ask some of my, say, say to my staff, hey, have you heard about this great site? You know, you were wondering about Twitter. Um, sometimes it's difficult for me to position to my staff, you should do this, you should do this, but I can take them to a place that has lots of support, they see other teachers doing it, they find those short video clips and then that also, and then try this out, come back and talk to me on ground, I'm here for you. So there's a blend of support that can happen if, in, in a way that is um, very, very manageable. That's the word I want to say, it's manageable.
And I think also that um, we're modeling what it should look like. So by linking to all of the other blogs, they can see what it might look like going forward. So lots of opportunity to practice and see that modeling. We've also tried to be on all kinds of social media. So we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook and we're in Google Plus and we're in LinkedIn and we have accounts in all of those other places so that we um, are visible in modeling those as well. One of the other things that's been great is we've tried to get to as many events as possible, not just to present and, and share the whole idea of the importance of being connected, but also to live stream. So for people who can't be in a conference face-to-face -face or an ed camp face-to-face, -face, we live stream the event back so that those in remote areas can also participate. And we try to use Twitter and things a lot as well, but I think the live streaming has really been a, a neat part of bringing everybody in Ontario into the important learning events. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because encouraging people to use the whole virtual approach to learning have the social medias, the people part and the connections, but I think the, the Twitter chats, the live streaming uh, add a lot. In fact, we had a, a wonderful opportunity just last week to be at uh, Lisa's Ed Camp in Hamilton and capture three discussions. They're now up on YouTube and we'll be putting that on the awesome blog shortly uh, to uh, put that out there. And, you know, they were very deep conversations. And I think once they're online, now they're searchable, findable, linkable, tweetable, all those things, relinkable, refindable, you know, and that makes such a difference. It's, it takes it into a space where it becomes vibrant in an ongoing way. Yeah. I think, you know, listening to you all, especially with the 10 minutes, and then Lisa said the word chunking. You know, and uh, I've always had this vision of creating a, a site where it's like three minute pro D and just anybody can add to it and just, uh, you know, three minutes of how to get started on, you know, the next steps on Wikispaces or whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter what the tool is, but it can be something like that or just, you know, getting started, you know, getting connected with awesome, with just, but three minute chunks. I like the idea of 10 minutes because I think that you can go further and actually have them do. I like the idea of that, Mark, you're mentioning. Um, you know, just screen capture one thing and give me three sentences, right? All of those things are about just chunking and making that first step easy. And, uh, and, and because we all, when you've drunk the Kool-Aid, you kind of know the, the value you get from the social media and the connecting and being a connected educa educator. But until, until you reach that point, every step seems big, right? And I think that's the big piece that... There is, and I think too for new people, um, I remember one of the conversations I enjoyed having with Donna was about this idea of um, what, I, what I would call the, the social media drive-by. And for the new people, I mean, it's easy to look at this whole environment and, and sort of go, well, it takes up too much time, or what can you really say in 140 characters, or, or this or that. And... The truth of the matter is, I would say, any of the tools, any of the virtual learning opportunities, you really have to experience them for a certain amount of time to learn the depth. And a great example, I mean, you illustrated earlier, Don, is this idea of Twitter, YouTube, whatever. These are giant libraries of ideas and information. And so how do you make the information work for you? Well, you have to go through the steps of getting connected and learning how to use the tools a little bit deeper than just a, a cursory look. And now, well now I have Twitter streams that I follow, or now I follow specific YouTube channels that help me get relevant information more quickly, and then there's a benefit. Yeah, I, I remember I did, a, I did a little thing for, I think it was about seven or eight 
uh, principles on how to use Twitter. And it was right before a storm was hitting the East Coast where one of the, one of the t principal's daughters was on the East Coast and she caught onto the hashtag to follow the storm. And that was the turning point for her. You know, that, was, that wasn't the only time she used it. She started to recognize the value because it had a personal purpose mm -hmm. for the first time, right? And uh, we'll, we'll end with your note that you have here, Lisa. <laughs> I'm listening to everybody talk about those first steps and how important those first steps are. But I think one of the big important pieces for me when I think more deeply about this conversation and um, listening to everybody is that people who take the chance, make the, take the risk, try something out, what Asamuk does is it helps celebrate that. We help, we celebrate that first step with them. So they really feel that, that um, encouragement, that support, and that, you know, really neat feeling that somebody's recognized that I've been learning or taking a risk and and they're going to help maybe guide me or question me in, in what my next best step is. And that's that's an amazing celebration. Well, thank you all very much. That's awesome. Uh, the next step is that I... <laughs> Give this to my, I give this to my sound guy, a student, a student at my at Acre Hub, and see if he can take out some of this background noise that was really interrupted. But thank you. Yeah. Please go. Okay, so I think one of the things that this really recognize here, though, is that these little conversations that we have, just when groups of people finally have an opportunity to face, be face to face, is some of the most powerful learning. Even if we have background noises, it's still pretty yeah. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so we're modeling yeah. it. Awesome. We are indeed. That was a great conversation. Great. Thank you. Thank you.